Hi, welcome to Fight Back. My name is Steve Bartlett. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, on the Halloween episode of Fight Back, you're probably looking at me going, where's his suit? Every time he shows up, he's wearing his suit. Well, this is my Halloween costume. Normally, I wear a suit every day when I'm going to work. But today, because it's Halloween, I decided I'm going to dress differently and dress like a normal person. So for me, the costume is dressing like everybody else. And so I have an excuse not to wear my suit today. So, so welcome, to, uh, welcome to the show. It's Halloween night, okay? It's more importantly than that, this is my election episode because this is the last um, show we're having before the elections next week. And that's what this show is about, about why it's so important for you to vote and why this election is such an important election. And I'm going to be talking about the national elections on the national level. Okay, but before I do that, I want to talk about one particular candidate. Now, as you know, today is Halloween, and the kids are out in the street in their little costumes going around trick-or-treating, knocking on the doors. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, the next day after knocking on the doors and canvassing the neighborhood, I'd be exhausted the next day. My feet would be killing me, and I was tired, you know, going around begging people for candy, okay? But uh, that's what Halloweeners do, and the parents who go out there trekking with their kids, they get tired doing it every day, every Halloween as well, okay? But there's one candidate right now for, for her, Halloween is nothing because she goes out there every day for at least the last six months knocking on doors all through Pasco County, except she's not begging for candy. All she's asking for is a person's vote. She wants to talk to each of the citizens in Pasco County one by one, and gradually, for the last six months, she's met thousands of people in Pasco County where she's talked to them about their concerns and their issues, and she's told them if she became the next county commissioner in Pasco County, what she would actually do. And I've never seen a candidate locally work so hard in my life trying to get people's vote and trying to connect on a one-to-one -one basis. Her name is Brandy Goyette, and she is a Democrat. And I know a lot of people out there who say, hey, Bartlett, you're just a liberal Democrat. And you know what? Guilty as charged I am. But at the local level, unlike the national level, I think it's important not to judge people by whether they're on the red team or the blue team, but whether they're competent or not. Ideology doesn't matter at the local level, okay? When you vote for someone for county commissioner, they're not going to decide immigration policy. They're not going to decide whether Roe v. Wade is overturned or not. They're not going to decide whether to raise your income tax or lower your income tax or not. They're not going to abolish the death penalty. That's not what county commissioners do. County commissioners get stuff done. You've got a problem in the street with a pothole, you call the county commissioner, they get it done. Ideology doesn't matter, okay? And that's why this workaholic who's spending so much time talking about the issues and meeting people one-on-one, -on -one, I think she would be an outstanding county commissioner. Now, the person she's running against is a guy named Mike Wells. He's a really nice guy. But if you go to his website and look up 
Mike Wells running for county commissioner, you see no standings on any issues. He doesn't talk about any policies. He doesn't talk about any issues. He doesn't talk about anything. All he talks about is all the people who endorsed him. Basically, he lists every Republican who um, has a seat in Pasco County and how they have endorsed him. Okay, that's all he's done. He doesn't say how he believes he's going to be a good county commissioner or what he's done in the past to justify him staying as county commissioner. All he does is say, vote for me because you voted for all my buddies. And that's it. Okay, this isn't high school. This is very important. And the big problem in Pasco County for county commissioner, okay, the big issue in county, for county commissioner in Pasco, the big problem facing us right now is that the county commissioners are taking sides with developers over the citizens of Pasco County. And Pasco County is growing. And the reason they're growing is because they keep cutting taxes for developers who want to build new houses in Pasco County. And in order to attract these new developers, uh, they cut the impact fees, taxes, so that the developers don't have to pay the taxes for being able to build new properties. And as a result of that, there's a lack of funding for schools, for roads, for the police. There's not that much funding in Pasco County. So the more they build, the more they develop, it looks good on paper because more people are moving to Pasco, but there's no money to pay for the services in Pasco County. That's why there's no money for the jail, and they have to actually pay other jails to um, watch the inmates in Pasco County. That's why police in Pasco County make a lot less than police in other counties so the best experienced cops leave Pasco and go to Hillsborough or Pinellas County. Okay? There's a serious problem because of that. And what they want to do is they want to raise taxes on those who already live in Pasco County to pay for these uh, shortcomings in the budget. Okay, pay, raise the property taxes to pay for all these things that should be paid for by the impact fees. Now, why is that the case? Because those who are currently sitting on the um, Board of County Commissioners in Pasco County, they make money from the big developers. Why? Well, Mike Wells, her opponent, he is in the real estate industry. He makes money by selling property. The more people buy new homes, the more money he makes. And also the person who's the head of the county commissioner, Catherine Starkey. What does she do for a living? She owns Starkey Ranch, and they're one of the, they sold all, this, all of their property to the biggest developers, and they've made millions. So is the question as to whether or not the county commissioner has your back or they just want to make money for themselves and their rich development friends? That's for you to decide. But if you want someone who's really going to fight for you, give Brandy a chance. I strongly recommend her. Okay? Go, Brandy. Vote next week. And that's what's so important is we have an election. Elections matter whether people believe it or not. And we have a real problem in our country. The problem in our country is that people don't vote. It is a national disgrace that people don't vote. In 2016, Less than 60% of eligible voters in the United States voted. 60-40, 60%, that's a D. That's barely passing when I went to school. Okay, Latino voters. Now, there's a lot of reasons for Latinos wanting to vote, a lot, you know, with the immigration policies and the debate. Only 50% of those who are Latino voted in 2016. Millennials voted barely higher than 51%. Half of the young people who this world belongs to don't vote. In 2014, the last time we had an off election, because 2016 should have been a huge election because we had someone running for president. But in the off years, like this year, it's even a lower town turnout. In 2014, we had the lowest voter turnout since 1942, and the Republicans won in the landslide. Only 36% of Americans who were allowed to vote actually voted. That's just a little over a third. 
two-thirds of Americans chose not to vote. And like I said, that's a national disgrace. Now, why didn't they vote? What's the reason for not voting? The media will tell you a whole bunch of reasons. And liberals like me would explain a lot of reasons why people don't vote. One reason people don't vote is because it's too hard to vote for some people. In the poorer neighborhoods, they don't have that many uh, polling locations, and it's hard for them to get out of work to go down to go vote, or they can't catch the bus to go to the vote. And it's really hard for them to miss time from work, especially if they're getting an hourly wage to get on the bus and go somewhere else and wait in line for hours and hours to vote. So they say, screw it. I'm not going to do it. It's too difficult for me to vote. Another reason why people stop voting is because uh, they weakened the Voters' Rights Act, giving less protections, allowing states, most of the states which have got historical problems with racism and discouraging African Americans from voting. The Voters' Rights Act was um, diluted by the Supreme Court several years ago. Another reason for a decrease in voting. Plus, there's the states like Florida which have got restrictive voter laws. 34 states have got laws similar to the voter ID laws, um, which makes it harder for people to vote because if you don't have an ID, especially if you're elderly, it's almost impossible to get an ID. And uh, a lot of people sit there who are conservatives say that they're strict constructionists and they believe in the Constitution and they believe that we should interpret the Constitution the way it was written. But our founding fathers did not believe in, in voter ID laws. Why? Because there was no such thing as voter ID. Why? Because photography hadn't been invented yet. Okay? People, when our country was founded, did not have to go to the polls and show a driver's license because there's no such thing as photography. So you can't sit there and say that's what the founders wanted. The founders did not want it. Okay? But you know what? Despite all of these reasons for why there is a lack of voting in our country, okay, they're not the main reasons. Okay? Liberals like me like to pretend that those are the big issues, why people don't vote, but it's not the truth. The real truth, the national shame of our country, why people don't vote, is for two reasons. They're lazy and they're apathetic. They just don't care. They got too many other things that they would rather be doing that they don't want to do their duty and actual vote. And that is really horrifying. Okay? Now, I understand the idea People think they're really cool by saying it doesn't make any difference. They're all bums. It doesn't matter who's in there because they're all lousy leaders, Democrats, Republicans. They're the same thing. So I'm not going to vote out of protest. That's a crock. Okay? Because if you don't vote, you get the leaders that you deserve. If you don't like it, run yourself. Vote for someone else, damn it. Okay? But if you don't like the leaders, it's because only one-third of Americans are electing these people. Okay? Because you know what? If you don't vote, there's somebody who we don't like, and guess what? They're actually voting. So they actually have a say in the way things are going to be, but you don't. Okay? Now, there's been a lot of controversy in our country um, that the President, President Trump has talked about concerning uh, protest in the African-American community during football games where people choose to kneel during the national anthem as a sign of protest of the way people are being treated um, in, in, or profiled by the police or treated unfairly by the police. That, that's what Kaep, Kaepernick was, was uh, protesting, okay? But Trump says that it's a disrespectful to our troops, that if you don't rise for the national anthem, you're disrespecting our troops, okay? But you know what? It doesn't disrespect our troops. They're actually trying to stand up for principles like freedom. You know what really disrespects our troops? Do you know what really disrespects our country? Not voting. That's what disrespects 
our country. Because the people who went to war, you know what they died for? They didn't die for the flag. The flag is nothing more than a symbol. They died for the freedoms and the liberties that our flag represents. That's why they died. They died for our democracy, for our republic. And if you don't vote, you're saying you don't care that we're a democracy. You don't care that we're a republic. Okay? Look at the national anthem. The words are very poetic. It tells a story about how there's this horrible battle in Baltimore in the 1812 war. And despite all the bombing and despite all the rockets and all the firepower, no matter what the British tried to do, our flag was still there. Now, were they talking that our flag was still there physically, that the cloth was still there? Or were they saying that no matter what you do to our country, the principles that our flag is based upon, the ideas of democracy and justice and freedom, that no matter what you do to us, as long as we have those things, we can never be destroyed. Is that what the poem is actually about? Okay. Now, if you look at the very end of the poem, there's two sentences at the very end which are contradictory. And people never talk about this, and I find it fascinating. The one line says, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Okay? And that proves, okay, the flag was still there. Despite the bombing, the flag is still there. But the last line of the Star Spangled Banner is a question. Okay? And that question is, oh, say does that Star Spangled Banner yet wave over uh, land of the free and the home of the brave? Question mark. Why are they asking if the flag is still flying over the land of the free and the home of the brave? When we just heard in the last sentence that the flag was still there. Because they're not talking about the, they're not talking about the flag itself. They're not talking about the cloth. Because we, the flag may still be there. It still may be waving. But maybe it's not waving over the land of the free and the home of the brave. The only time our flag matters is if we have the principles that the flag is about. Freedom, democracy, being a republic, okay? That's what matters. If those things don't matter, then the flag is no longer flying over the land of the free and the home of the brave. It might be red, white, and blue, but it means nothing. And why does it mean nothing? Because people choose not to vote. When you don't vote, you're saying fascism is, fascism is okay. Because what's the difference? If you are not willing to participate in the government, then the government isn't by or for or of the people. It's by or for or of the few. Okay, that's what democracy is about. If you don't vote, you don't care about America. You're disrespecting our country. You're saying, I don't care. Let him be fascist. Let a king be in charge. I don't want to participate in this government and damn it you have an obligation to do though every single person who died in every war from from the from 1776 through vietnam through iraq and afghanistan these people put their life on the line to protect our country to die for these rights to die for the constitution and the declaration of independence and the ability for us to be able to rule ourselves and to be a free people this democratic republic this experiment that had never been seen in the world before and if you don't vote you're saying i don't care fascism is okay i don't need to participate in a democracy i don't care and what's sad is that's what a majority of our country feels they don't care they're apathetic about it Okay, look 
Besides the sacrifice of what our armed forces have done, look what people have given up or done to, 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 to vote. Back in the 60s, if you've seen the movie Soma, you would have noticed what Martin Luther King did. Black people, African Americans got bully clubbed and gotten beaten close to death. People were lynching. Why? For the Voting Rights Act of 1965 so black people could vote. If you don't vote, you're saying they took a beating and they died for nothing. Immigrants, the boat people, remember the boat people came over from Vietnam, risking life to come to this country. Immigrants right now are, are marching from South America to try to get a better life. Okay, people are, come over the border illegally. Why? Because they want to be like America, because we have freedoms and we have possibilities and opportunities that nobody else in the world has, that people dream of, to be in America. This is where it's freedom, where you have a chance to become anything you want to be. And yet, Americans don't care. We are too lazy or busy watching football or playing on our iPhones or playing some stupid-ass video game to take our citizenry duty seriously. They don't care. They don't care that our country is turning fascist. And if you don't want to vote, then you're saying that's okay. My vote doesn't matter. You guys pick your own leaders. I don't care if we're a democracy or not. Damn it. You don't only owe it to those people, you owe it to yourselves, okay? Take charge. If you don't like the government, use the only power you have. Despite how much the Republicans are trying to cheat, try to realize that the power that you have is you can throw all these bastards out on their collective asses. If you don't like it, vote them out. Now, of course, they're going to cheat. The Republicans have been cheating for a long time with gerrymandering, Okay, stuff like that. We got the crap going on in, in North Dakota right now where they're saying American Indians living on a reservation can't vote because they can't show that they have a, um, a physical address since they live on the reservation and under the state law you have to have an actual mailing address and they don't have a mailing address. They just get mailed at the in Indian reservation. So they're being deprived of the right to vote. In Georgia, you got a governor who a guy running for governor who's also in charge of the elections and what he's basically doing is he's going through uh, people who are mailing in their vote and disqualifying them he's one of the candidate and he on his own is saying yay or nay as to who votes can count okay and if it seems like if it's coming from a primarily black slash democratic district he's throwing out all these absentee voters and all these mail-in ballots because the signatures don't match and they're not telling the voters about it there's no chance of appeal there's nothing he's just throwing it out as well so the republicans are cheating okay and who knows what kind of crap the russians pulled a couple years ago that's still under investigation and i can only pray that our voting booths are secured, even though Congress refused to spend any money to do that and to make it secure, okay? We can only pray that the Russians aren't interfering. But despite all of that, still vote, because it's the only power we have. And they don't want you to exercise that power. The fact that they're going through all this cheating shows how scared they are of us. They're scared that we could actually take our country back. And that's what you need to do. You need to do what the people who suffered in Selma did, who took the beating, and get off your asses and vote. Okay? You need to do that. Okay? But you know what? This is a very crucial election. 
Now, what you've been hearing for the long time is we have to vote to stop Trump. We have to get out there to stop Trump, stop Trump, stop Trump. But you know what the truth is? Trump isn't the problem. Trump is a problem, okay? The stuff about him being racist, the stuff about him being totalitarian, the stuff saying that he's xenophobic and all the crazy stuff he says and the tariffs and foreign policy, just insane, okay? He is incompetent. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't read. All the criticism about Trump is true. But he's not the scary person. He's the distraction, okay? What he is, is he's the barker, the carnival barker. He's the guy selling the snake oil, okay, who's getting the crowd all riled up. The real scary people are the swamp. The swamp that he said that he's going to get rid of, but the swamp, meaning the establishment Republicans who've been in office for a million years, they're the ones really calling the shots. It's not that the Republicans are rubber stamping Trump's agenda, okay? It's that Trump is rubber stamping their agenda, okay? What these Republicans who've been in office have cared about for many years is helping the rich, helping big corporations exploit and steal all the money from everybody else, and then cut down the safety net that's been in place in our country since FDR, um, his New Deal, and then the Great Society under Johnson. They want to reverse history and go back to erase those safety nets. That's what the hardcore career politicians of the Republican Party have wanted to do for more than a quarter of a century, okay? But who's going to vote for the rich? They have no coalition, okay? They're a minority, the rich. Here comes Trump. Trump is the populace. Trump is connecting with the people. When he says he loves the poorly educated, you know what? The biggest indicator as to whether or not someone's a Trump supporter is if they are, if the, the biggest, uh, is if they're a Trump supporter, is if they don't have much of an education, okay? The poor people are voting for Trump. He's able to get the poor to vote for Trump, okay? Uh, and therefore, they vote Republican. These people whose, whose financial needs are not being met by the uh, Republican Party, they're signing up in droves because Trump riles them all up. He riles them all up by talking about uh, football players kneeling or let's lock Hillary Clinton up or or the immigrants are going to come take your job, and, and xenophobia, and racism, and all this kind of stuff. He gets his base foaming at the mouth, so they hate Democrats, and they do whatever Trump wants. Meanwhile, the Republicans are giving tax cuts to the rich, exploding our deficit, okay? It's going to cost about $10,000 for each man, woman, and child just to pay for the tax cuts that primarily went to the super rich. Well, wasn't there a middle-class tax cut? The tax cuts are only temporary that are for the middle class. Those little minuscule tax cuts that the middle class got that no one's feeling, okay, that went, they're expiring. They're temporary. The big tax cuts for the major corporations who are just buying new stock and giving their shareholders bonuses, that's permanent, okay? What do the Republicans want to do? Listen to what Mitch McConnell says. Mitch McConnell says that when they take over, if they keep the House and the Senate, what they want to do is they want to privatize Social Security. They want to turn Medicare into a voucher system where you tell grandma, hey, here's a check. Go out and buy your own health insurance. They want to turn back the clock. That's what they want to do. They just don't talk about it because they got Trump putting on the Trump show, going on saying outrageous stuff every day. And that's really scary. 
Obamacare. They want to destroy Obamacare. Okay? Of course, they lie about it. They're telling lies constantly about it. Okay? Despite all the bills to repeal it, they're claiming that they want to protect against um, pre-existing conditions. No, they don't. They voted again and again to kill that provision. There's actually a lawsuit pending that these Republicans who are claiming that they want to protect pre-existing conditions, they've actually filed a lawsuit to declare it unconstitutional. Why? Because it protects people from discrimination against pre-existing conditions. Okay? Who stole the Supreme Court pick? It wasn't Trump. It was Mitch McConnell, not Trump. Okay? The Mueller investigation, it's being blocked by the Congress. They're playing games blocking the, the Mueller investigation, okay? The people in the Congress are doing that. Tax cuts for the rich, exploiting the deficit, that's all Congress. That's all the Republicans in Congress is doing, okay? So the GOP are liars, the GOP are cheats, okay? Now, I only got a couple minutes to talk, so let me talk to you about a couple GOP people who are up for election right here in Florida. One, Gus Bilirakis. In 2017, that liar said that Obamacare had death panels. Flat-out lie, he lied to you, okay? Now, why am I bringing that up? Because everyone said Gus Bilirakis is a nice guy. And you know what? He's never really had to campaign or say anything because he's always just been automatically reelected. But right now, he's got campaign commercials on right now, and they are completely false. According to the St. Petersburg Times, they are completely false against Chris Hunter. These exaggerated, crazy claims, one of them says that Chris Hunter has a plan to increase power bills by $1,200 a year. No, he doesn't. That Hunter increases costs and radical uncertainty for medical, Medicare. No, he doesn't. Here's the best one of the lies that Bill Arrakis came up with. Chris Hunter wants to cut your take-home pay by $20,000 a year. When the hell did Chris Hunter ever say that? They're just flat-out lies by Bill Arrakis because Bill Arrakis is lying to you. Rick Scott, another, another honest person, okay? This is the guy who wants to be your next United States Senator. He blocked 750,000 people from getting health insurance through Medicaid when Obama passed Obamacare to expand it. He supports oil drilling in the Everglades, the red, red algae problem. What the hell has he done to fix that? Nothing, okay? And this son of a bitch tried to stack the Florida Supreme Court and he was struck down by the, by the Supreme Court for being illegal when he tried to put his, his, little, flack, his little flunkies on the Supreme Court right before um, resigning. And he also was abused his pardoning power. That was struck down as, as um, unconstitutional. White guy wanting a pardon who might be a Republican, you get pardoned. Black, you're out of luck. Vote, vote, vote.